Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is your worldview? And how did you come to have this worldview? We can start off by thinking of a worldview as a set of assumptions you hold, both consciously and unconsciously, about the basic makeup of the world. In other words, it is the perspective you have of the world through your assumptions. These assumptions are like glasses that color your view of the world. Another definition of a worldview is an explanation and interpretation of the world and an application of this view to life. So your worldview, then, is not only how you interpret the world, it's also a framework for how you live within and with everything in the world. Your worldview is based on several factors. Those factors include how you were socialized at home, your culture, the groups you associate and identify with, the information you absorb on a regular basis, and your personal experience. We've covered culture at some length, and we've talked about groups before, so to understand a worldview, what are these other things? Socialization, the information you absorb, and personal experience. We will take a look at each of them one by one. To start, socialization is the first school you attended. You are initially socialized at home, by your parents, by your siblings, by anyone that was living in the place where you first engaged with people. This is the process through which you, a baby, are a new member of society and will develop an awareness of norms and values that are accepted and expected. Of course, these are the norms and values of your society, not all societies. Here's an easy example. In Western cultures, shaking hands is one accepted way to greet people. You can also hug. In Eastern cultures, bowing is one accepted way to greet people. Again, you can also hug. There is no right or wrong way, whether shaking hands or bowing. It simply depends on the socialization you received. Socialization takes place in forms or stages. There is the primary, which is the family. There is the secondary, which is your peers and friends. And then there is organizational socialization, which is occurring in school, the company you work for, and from the media. All of these people, places, and things attempt to teach you what is normal, what is valued. There is nothing inherently wrong with this. In fact, it's really important for you to understand your socialization on a subconscious level in order to become a member of your society. If you can walk into a store, into a supermarket, into your job, and feel like you belong, you likely experienced proper socialization, meaning the socialization you received has allowed you to feel like you are a member of society and not an outcast. Which brings up the point, what do you think about those people you see at work, in a store, in a supermarket, or on the street 
where you look at them and think even for a brief moment, what are they doing for society? You were socialized to view these people as outcasts, to think that they are not part of your society or culture. And yet, as powerfully as you have been socialized to believe these things, they are part of your culture. They are part of your society. And they contribute in their own way. You can judge their way of contributing all you'd like. Though, what do those judgments do for you? What benefits are you bringing to your own life when you look at another person and think they should change the way they present themselves? Do you think you're doing them a favor when you think that? What if I told you that yes, those people you subconsciously think of as outcasts, if they did change the way they presented themselves, they might be better off in areas you think are important? That's the point, though. Those are areas you think are important. It's subjective. This brings us to the last piece of socialization, anticipatory socialization, and a good bridge for the second main focus of a worldview, which is the information you absorb. Anticipatory socialization is actually self-directed socialization. It refers to you working towards becoming who you aim to be. If you want to work in the marketing world, you will seek out marketing information, maybe guides. You'll want to speak with people who work in the marketing world to learn from them. You will observe others you look up to in the marketing world, and you might even take courses so that you can train and become more equipped to work and provide marketing skills to those hiring. If you've ever asked for an informational interview where you speak to an expert in a field about their experience, this is anticipatory socialization. If you've ever asked your parent how someone becomes successful, this is anticipatory socialization. If you've ever asked your friend how they were able to find a significant other, this is anticipatory socialization. You seeking out the instruction rather than passively experiencing it. This helps you prepare to function, to collaborate with, and to be welcomed into the sub-society where you are aiming to be. It's fascinating to think about because how often have you thought about the way you were socialized by any of these things outside of the home? When was the last time you thought about how you were working towards getting to some place only to stop and laugh at the fact that you are socializing yourself for something specific? And what about the information you absorb? How often are you considering that? When you're reading the news, when you're on social media, Whatever information is coming to you is information you are absorbing. You can be passive in that absorption, meaning you are mindlessly scrolling through pictures, videos, and articles, just reading and believing that everything is fact and this is how the world is. Or you can be active in that absorption, meaning you are critically thinking about what it is you are reading. What is the article saying is true? What is the article saying is important? What does my social media feed say about what I think is important? What pictures or videos am I being told to think is important if I don't follow this account? 
allow me to take a step back and share a fun experience. Have you ever seen the movie Osmosis Jones? It's a mix of a live action and cartoon movie about a buddy cop crime, where the cop is a white blood cell who teams up with a cold pill, cold like flu, to protect the unhealthy human host from a deadly virus. It came out when I was about nine, and because in my family, going to movies was a big thing, my grandparents took me to see it. I vividly remember enjoying the movie and then walking out and saying to my grandmother, almost mindlessly, that it felt like a really long commercial for washing your hands and taking care of your body. She laughed and said, yes, that's exactly what it was, Kyle. I recall this being one of those pivotal moments when I started to think more about news, the media, and mass communication. Whether you're considering it or not, the media you watch and read, the frequency of how much you watch the news, the academic field you studied, the social platforms you're on, you are absorbing information from all of them. I recently read a book called The Chaos Machine. Written by journalist Max Fisher, it dives into the history of what happened to social media algorithms and how they have affected our world in recent years. You may have heard that social media wants to give you small hits of dopamine to keep you engaged. In the 1990s, the social validation feedback loop was termed to understand that little dopamine hit and how often you receive that dopamine hit will keep you engaged. It's an intermittent variable reinforcement that is a defining feature of addiction, of gambling, and of abusive relationships. So if you want to read the book The Chaos Machine, you'll learn more about social media platforms and how they have engineered themselves to achieve this. Now, we're not going to dive into addiction or abusive relationships today in that manner, so bringing it back to the information you absorb, if you think about it, most virtually uses your identity to increase engagement. We feel compelled to wear our alma mater colors and to root for our country in the World Cup. So clicking into that heuristic is an easy way to trigger prejudice and hostility towards outgroups. It's an easy way for mass media to communicate to you that something is important. It's an easy way to use propaganda on large groups of people, allowing powerful entities to control a narrative, that narrative capture we previously had talked about. Your job then, though you didn't ask for this job, is to be active in your information absorption. To take note of what you are reading, watching, and to ask yourself, does this align with my worldview? Does this bit of information tell me something or reinforce something about my worldview? And if you find yourself reacting strongly to some piece of information, ask yourself why. What is the fundamental piece I don't agree with in here? Then for an intellectual game, maybe ask yourself, in what situations would I agree with this that is bringing up such strong emotions? And now we come to personal experience. This is a big piece of your worldview. Why is this one a big player, you ask? Well, it influences every other part. If your personal experience is that your primary socialization at home was abusive, 
your worldview might be to run away from those values you were taught as a kid. Or if your worldview might be that abusing people you love is the normal thing to do, well, your personal experience has also colored that. Your personal experience can form hard right and left turns in your worldview journey. If you were brought up in a religious home, you might want to raise your kids the same loving way with the same loving traditions you followed. Or you might want to think that religion is vile and has corrupted billions of people, and so you won't teach your kids that. There is no right or wrong experience here. These experiences are yours, and yours alone. Your personal experience influences your worldview, along with your socialization, to think that capitalism is bad, to think that communism is bad, to think that eating meat and dairy is not good. Your personal experience influences your worldview, along with the information you absorb, to think that liberals or conservatives are good or bad, to think that all people in power are good or bad, and to think that nerds or jocks are good or bad, and so on. Your personal experience can teach you that men are aggressive and abusive, or it can teach you that loving someone makes you stronger and weaker at the same time. Your personal experience can show you that regardless of race, all people want the same thing, and they all want to achieve that thing in a similar manner. Your personal experience can reinforce that there are only winners and losers, that to lose is bad, and that to win is the only thing worth achieving. Your personal experience is a lot of different things, and culture shock is the earthquake you subconsciously feel when you are in a new culture and do not see the same symbols, values, and norms that you would expect at home. It creates disorientation and anxiety. The disorientation comes from not understanding the new cultural norms and values, so you are trying to both learn them and quickly associate them with some mental framework you already have in place. The anxiety comes from not knowing what to expect next. It's the unknown. And if you familiarize yourself and balance yourself in this different culture, once you head back to your home culture, there's a small chance that you might also experience reverse culture shock. This is when you're away for a period of time and return to expect certain things in your environment, and they're not there anymore. If you recall from the What is Culture episode, we said that culture is dynamic. It is changing. Those who experience reverse culture shock are often away for long periods of time and might even expect that nothing has changed. So what parts of your personal experience are influencing your worldview? You can identify them by asking, what does my family think is important and I don't think is important? What do my friends think is important and I don't think is important? By looking back through your history, you might be able to pick out what experiences have influenced your worldview and why you have certain ways of looking at the world that are different from those around you. This also applies to why you think something that is the same as your friends and family, yet it comes into conflict with someone else. Said differently, those you disagree with might have personal experiences that have shown them a different way of looking at the world. 
the valuable thing to see here is that when you ask this person that you disagree with, what are those experiences, you open up your worldview. What about their life has led them to think X instead of Y? As you ask yourself more about your worldview, and you learn more about other people's worldviews, it helps you grow and step out on your own. This is the encouragement and reinforcement of the idea that you can learn something from anyone. You can see your thinking is not always the best or the better way to think about things. Think about what are some specific things that impact your worldview. What are some instances when your worldview has been disrupted? Why was it disrupted? What is the worldview of someone in your life that you don't always agree with? What is the worldview of someone in your life you look up to? There is much to learn from worldviews, much to learn indeed. So what are you going to learn from your worldview next? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.